What's up, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Damn That's Good with Big Salinas Barbecue. I'm Randy Salinas, of course, joined by my brother, Jenna Salinas. Uh, we took some time off for Christmas, New Year's, and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, but we are back at it in 2023. We got a good, fun episode for you. Uh, so first of all, let's give a, a shout-out to our sponsors, which are Brothers Keepers Barbecue, Prairie Fresh, Holy Smoke Spice Company, Mad Cow Cutlery, and of course, Meat Hugger. Be sure to check them all out um, on all their social media sites. Uh, and without further ado, let's get this party started in the first episode of 2023. Hey, 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 I'm still doing it. Randy still don't like it, but I'm still going to do it. Uh, Junior here, like I said, we ended off a great thing. We didn't need it too much time off. Uh, things got a little hectic right there at the end of the year, so we took it off. So this will kind of be we'll wrap up what we did for New Year's. I know Randy had to work, uh, but we'll get to it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, we'll get to th- new things going. We'll have guests on this coming up here. Of course, we're going to do our small business shout-outs, which we'll pick up next episode. Uh, so, again, if you know or need somebody that needs a small business shout-out, by all means, let us know, and we will drop that info on the air for you. But let's get to it. How your end of 2023? Mine was at the casino. Where was yours? Sleep? Ready to go to work or what? Yep, I was sleeping. I ain't got time for it. Ain't nothing really exciting to go on for New Year's. That's a that's a young man, a young person's holiday right there if you want to drink um, and all that kind of stuff. Like I told him at work, I ain't got time for it. So many people out there on the roads uh, drink, trying to drink and drive. I'm not dealing with that. Fireworks, you know, popping here in the neighborhood. So I uh, totally had to stay home with the dog anyway. So might as well just go to sleep early, go to work. Uh, it's pretty much it. Same thing I did for Christmas. Went to sleep uh, right after y'all left. Got up early for Christmas Day to go to work. Uh, easy, easy day, easy money. Can't complain. Um, yeah, nothing exciting. That's I hear you. We stayed out. Uh, went to Choctaw Casino. Um, stayed out to about, I think we left there literally, Randy, like at one something. And it's an hour and something minute drive. We got home 245-ish. I had to be up at the church to do sound check because I was running the soundboard. And I had to get up at 630 uh, so that 6.30 alarm came fast mm-hmm. I was a zombie the next day Couple th- Too much coffee Trying to do get this and that And then I had to take a nap And then I think uh, we met uh, You were still at work But we met everybody for some dinner For Victoria's birthday while she was in town So, But it was great to see all of them Definitely Christmas was great Spending time with everybody Getting gifts what did you get from Santa? What did Santa bring you? Because you were a good boy. Santa brought you everything. You got more gifts than I did. I'm crying. Yeah, but you got the most expensive gifts. Which gift did I get? You got the same. Apparently, you got the same thing. I, got, I thought I was living high. I got a pizza oven. Then I found out, no. <laughs> you got one, too. I was like, well. That was because it was a mess up. Uh so yeah, you got everything you want. I mean, everything I got, I've been wanting for a while. Um, you know, of course, the magnet for the um, knives for the trailer. 
um, the what is it the screen um, yep. that y'all got got me that I knew before I got before I unwrapped it, I knew I was gonna get it. Um, what else did I get? <laughs> I got some knives. That's um, horrible. trying to get to the pictures because I, I did kind of forget. Um, but I mean, mostly from what I remember is I got a whole lot of stuff that I needed for competition season. Like I said, stuff that I've been wanting. Um, bought me a new grill, Weber kettle. Um, Junior tries to think I did it like you know. Uh, Eden got one. Yeah, to get one too. Uh, oh, you had to copy Eden. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> nah, I mean, we're basically using our kettle. You know, it's kind of tooling around with it, and then using it for competitions. You know, maybe for Friday night, Saturday breakfast time, cook up some stuff. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever we may do. Um, you never know when when it may come come in handy on the competition scenes, especially you know, for team short, some of those competitions like, like we are, uh, someone can just pay some entry fee and we just rock and roll and see what happens. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely. What, I got. what all absolutely. did you get? Uh, but you're absolutely right about that Weber kettle. It'll fit nice in there to strap it down, take it. You know, we could throw it on there. Uh, it could semi-act as like a fire pit, too. I had it going the other night, and it was uh, – fire was going in the little thing, and it, it was keeping us pretty warm uh, there. But I got the uh, – like I said, I got the pizza oven out there. I got to put it together still. So uh, you said be be ready. I read the – I looked at the first page of that instruction. It said 20 minutes. It takes like, wow. 20 minutes. I, I, I was <laughs> like, Okay. So uh, we'll put that together. We'll fire it up. We'll invite y'all over. We'll throw down some pizzas, see how it goes. Um, for sure there, um, I got the attachment to the Weber kettle, so you can actually have a stand there. Um, you know, you can set your tongs there, set your beer down, check your meat, do whatever you need to do uh, right next to it. That thing is awesome, you know, easy on and off. Uh Got some knives and grilling accessories, some kebab things. We plan to throw down some kebabs maybe Friday, Saturday. If you want to come over, let me know. We could throw it down. Uh, watch some football as playoff season gets going. But uh, just like I said, everything was, we noticed, we laughed. It was everything was for the grill. Um, and that's what you want, man. You want to be outside. It's nice to have a house out of the apartment. I can grill. I can start to grill more, uh, getting some stuff down. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get some briskets and stuff going. Uh, that's coming up here. That's on my to-do list. Pork butt's on my to-do list. The one thing that scares me, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but uh, that's what I plan on trying out this week, uh, this year. What are you trying to cook? Is there anything you haven't cooked? You're like, this is the year I'm cooking it this year. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say... Uh, you know, yeah, we're, we're gonna cook it, or I'm gonna cook it because I mean, you never know what happens. Some stuff gets expensive. Um, I know you've been wanting to cook a pig for a while, uh, so you can cook, you can buy it and cook it if you want to cook it. Uh, that's a lot of time, it's how to go into it money wise. So it's definitely yeah. taking the money and having enough people to eat it. Um, I, I, I think that's what it would be, you know, maybe we do it, uh. On a Saturday, we get out there Friday early, get it going, uh, get some people, you know, Derek, Ed, whoever else wants to come on out, do it. But um, obviously, we would be doing it with Dorothy. Um, 
getting her fired up, ready to go. But yeah, that's what we, I think you're right. But like I said, for me, it's giving the brisket another try, not being afraid of it, giving the pork, uh, like I said, a pork butt, giving that a shot. Uh, ribs, you know, getting it down pretty, I think pretty good here on the ribs, uh, on the Weber kettle. Steaks, we did some steaks the other night. Uh, threw in the little meter um, probe thing that we got from uh, a good friend of mine, Richard Smith, years ago. Threw that in there, and it just was easy to think. I think the only mistake yeah, I did was I didn't flip it. Didn't flip it in time. I should have flipped it about halfway just so that he gets an even thing. I did it to hers, not necessarily mine, uh, but it came out perfect, medium rare, medium for her. Uh, it was tore up, you know, your your niece loves meat, so uh, we'll do that. But for sure, you know, I think the one thing, though, is you said it here, you know, the the, <clears throat> the pig is scary because, you know, if you mess up, that's a lot of meat you mess up. It's a lot of money. It's at least a hundred bucks, hundred and something bucks down the drain. So uh, maybe we try out a little simpler or something like that. But the one thing that just seems to be my Achilles heel with this freaking Weber kettle is me and any kind of chicken. I don't know what it is, why it is. I have to put it, I end up putting it back on. Maybe that's the problem is I'm letting Chelsea look at it. And she sees a little rain red for a smoke ring and thinks it's blood and wants it back out there. And uh, so that may be something I give a shot. Try a whole chicken or something like that. Try some chicken wings. I've done some chicken wings on it before. So maybe I'd get some chicken wings again going uh, for the game on Monday or something. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Chicken, chicken is easy to cook. Uh, you just got to tip it right. Um, you know, member 165. Really, yep. seventy about in the the dark meat, depending on what you're cooking. Um, and definitely, yeah. Chelsea is gonna probably she doesn't like everything under you know right. She's got to be overcooked for her for whatever reason. Correct. Uh, she's picky. <laughs> uh, she can't. Have, she don't like anything on pizza. She's got to be cheese for whatever reason. So called doesn't eat leftovers. Uh, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, it's definitely uh, just kind of finding the right temperature to pull it off and, and letting it rest a little bit. Cause it's going to come up. Um, yeah. I mean, first cook on that one was steaks. Yeah, uh, and then cook steak. some ribs. Uh, definitely ribs is totally different on the Weber than it is um, on any other cooker. <laughs> it's uh, a little bit of a definitely, yeah, different. You have to kind of get used to that. Um, and they did turn out pretty good. They um, did. They were real good. Sure. Um, definitely with that. Uh, rib rub on there. I did kind of, you know, play around with it on one, with the spicy one to see if, how it would come out, like competition style. Um, so did hit it with some hot porker rub, just a little bit, and then a spicy peach um, in the wrap. Uh, color-wise, wasn't very good color-wise, but, but flavor was good. Definitely had a big kick, so definitely I know to kind of uh, just basically sauce it lightly. Um, competition scene, but yeah, we'll see what happens for that one. Um, but you know, just, just like I said, playing around, with, playing around with it. Um, and then, of course, before the New Year's, we did have that cold. Um, so we did kick some, I did kick some briskets, uh, <laughs> ribs, you know, a whole bunch of stuff for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for people. 
Uh, you know, although I did deliver it all Christmas Eve. Um, but yeah, that was definitely not fun to be cooking in uh, when the temperature definitely did drop to what, like seven degrees, I think, uh, with the wind chill factor of like zero or something. Yeah, you, you were out there, and, and I, I said it too. I was like, I feel sorry for Randy, and he's got to be outside cooking. Uh, but it was for a customer and uh, us and for us because it was cold there as well. So you definitely wanted to do uh, that. But to be out there cooking. Oof. Yeah, definitely. With Like I told Mason, it was just running in or running outside, uh, putting firewood on there, coming back out, checking it. If I needed a wrap, <laughs> I was putting it in the pan and hauling it back inside to do everything and bringing it back out. Um Definitely, it's something not used to in Texas, and that's what I was trying to tell people. We're not used to that type of cold. Um, so cooking in it, not sure how it was going to play out. Definitely briskets did turn out pretty good. Uh, tip, the smoker just ran like a charm. Like it was just 60 degrees, I would say. Uh want to say maybe the briskets cooked in eight hours, nine hours. I think maybe one one or two cooked in 10 hours. Uh, not longer than that. So definitely turned out pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. Brisket-wise. Brisket-wise, it was delicious. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's the one thing about the brisket is you gave yourself plenty of time. You give yourself plenty of time for it just in case it needs longer or a little bit. You know, you always plan ahead. So uh, definitely worst cases, it cooks a little bit longer. You just – you give it the rest time. Of course, we had uh, the church service we had to go to, to. I had to run the board for that. So uh, we were a little late on it. But I know one thing about it. Your niece loved it. So <laughs> she was two hand fisting it again. She loved the brisket. And uh, that's usually an indication right there that you know it's perfect yeah. because she was just tearing it up. Uh, didn't touch nothing else on her plate but brisket. That's all she wanted. Uh, so it was really good. Yeah, it was cold to be out there cooking, but that's what we love to do. So uh, those listening, I mean, definitely you want us to cook for you and it's cold, it's hot. Hey, let us know. We'll do it. We love something we yep. love to do. Um, nothing better we love to do. And like I said, a lot, especially with briskets, you just kind of check them, set, do what you got to do, and you can be in and out outside. So I remember we've done some competitions where it's been cold, cold, cold. Uh, what was the one competition we did at uh, El Dorado Chevrolet where we had no heater in the RV? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was that, 20, yeah, 30 yeah, degrees. Yeah. <laughs> we had to bring the propane thing inside, and then we couldn't leave it on very long because you're letting gas propane in there. We don't want anything to happen, but uh, we get that fixed. But that's good. Uh, anything else end of year that you did? That you would like to share, maybe something you didn't get, Santa didn't bring you that you would like, still like to have. Uh, I mean, I would like to have a million dollars, and Santa can bring me that. Is that what you're what you're asking? If that's what you want Santa to bring you, then okay. I'm not, I'm not Santa, so I ain't got to worry about it. I'm not, I'm not Santa Claus. Uh, no, but I mean, was there anything else? wise you know that hey you know i want this so now i'm gonna save up and buy it you know i didn't get it for christmas you were hoping somebody would buy it but you did they did no i mean uh 
most of the stuff I put on my list was just kind of stuff that looked look good. I mean, because I don't know. I'm not very picky on what I want. Just uh, You can give me some barbecue stuff, and I'm happy. Uh, you know, there's not nothing really that I'd go out and say, I'm, I'm going to save up some money because, you know, if I want, I'll just go buy it. Um, yeah. What about you? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think there's anything I wanted. Like I got, I think there's still, I need to just go and buy it. But I, like I said, I haven't cooked a brisket. So I think when I get to a brisket, I'll go buy it. It's the long knife. Um, I don't know what it's called. Uh, but I've got a sharp knife, this little cut that's helping me cut it. Uh, so, you know, you might want to get that one knife that's a little longer, just easier to cut that brisket. I know you got a new electric uh cutter electric knife electric knife so it makes life easier because that other one man it woo, it was getting old it was getting up there uh one thing i got that was pretty cool i had a knife sharpener and got me another one and i tried it on a dollar knife that i've tried to sharpen with this other one a couple like 10 times man that thing was cutting through some tomatoes like it was nothing like it was butter so i was like okay maybe this thing said the world's best knife sharpener little bitty thing maybe he's right so uh yep but it's nice to have a good knife sharpener you gotta have one of those for sure yeah uh, a good knife sharpener and then the, uh i'm not sure what it's called the we have some i have some here at the house in the room uh like the honing rods i guess is what maybe what they're called they're just a little rods that you kind of just you see the people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those are really good uh, as well. Uh, this one you kind of clamp it to the thing, and it it does really well. It's uh, works out pretty well. Here's the question I wanted to ask you because uh, my supervisor asked me, and she said she was going to tune into the podcast and total when we were doing it, when it would potentially drop. She says I'm already liking your page. What is your combination of spices your favorite combination of big selena spices that you like to use on anything like what's your go-to like i like to me personally i'll answer it so you know kind of what i'm talking about me i always put and i'm gonna have to come i gotta put the i'll put the holy garlic down as like my base layer that's my base layer like anything i do for whatever reason then i follow it up with you know i had some of your uh Side chick that was a little, I think it was in your probation, it was in your development stage, your beef rub that was in there, uh, and then the noble. But my go to is holy garlic as my base with the porker rub. If I want a little spice on it, I'll go with that hot porker. And I put those to the porker and the holy garlic on steaks, and it is like to die for. Like it's awesome. I got from Chelsea when I made the steaks the last time better than Roadhouse when I made these steaks. Justice Monday, and I was like, "Okay, I'll take it." Okay, we don't have to go. Just being <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I would probably say that the uh, holy garlic and porker rub, um, definitely. Um, like on brisket, is the holy garlic and noble rub on um, any kind of beef. But overall, definitely, yeah, the holy garlic and porker rub. Um, and then, of course, chicken. If you're looking for chicken, definitely you can't go wrong with that porker rub by itself. Go holy garlic. Um, I personally know the holy garlic. And then this baby right here, the side chick rub uh, that got dropped today, Wednesday, on the Woo! 11th. Uh, 
That's what I use. That's what I use on chicken. I definitely, you can just marinate it. So sprinkle some on your chicken. Like if you're making fajitas, sprinkle it, put it in a baggie, put it in the refrigerator, let it marinate for a couple hours, put it on a grill. It's good to go. Uh, cook turkeys for Thanksgiving with this stuff. Uh, it's good. And I like the name side chick because every man deserves a side chick. And now you can actually say, hey, I'm going to go get my side chick. Right here. Can't get in trouble because it's going to be some rub. <laughs> I love the name. I don't know how you came <laughs> up with it. I love it. I heard you. I saw you put side chick. I was like, bam. Because every time, every now and then you think, hey, you know, she make a good side chick. You joke around with the fellas with it. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. I ain't the only one. I ain't the only married guy that does it. Uh, she knows say, baby, give, me, give me some give me that side chick. <laughs> give me that side me chick. Side uh, it's definitely worth it uh, for sure. I think that is something we'll do. Um, I will get you that. I owe you some some money. Uh, we had a contest that we ran for the national championship game, and it went exactly how I thought. Not as bad as I thought, but it went it exactly, how I thought. exactly how I thought it was going to go. It, it was a blowout in, in Tua T. And uh, we, we honestly, for those listening, I, we racked our brain on how to come up with it. I did it three different ways. And I was like, if I can just come up with the same person that wins it two out of the three, that's what we're going to go with. And we couldn't do it. Every time it would come up with somebody different. Um, so we just stuck everybody's name that picked Georgia to win the national championship, did a wheel spin. Uh, Ed Ross won it, so I will send you the money for that. He said to pick whichever two we would like for rubs. I think that's what we should go with him for the rubs, unless we want to give him some sauce. Up to you. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about it later, but uh, we'll get that going to you. Uh, and then one day I'll take you your New England Pitmasters rub that I still have that I still have gone over to your house and like, damn, I forgot. Damn, I forgot. Now that rub, ladies and gentlemen, that New England Pitmasters rub, definitely go hit them up. Um, it's very good. I put it on some eggs just today, and it just it seasons it. Adds a, doesn't add too much spice, doesn't add anything. Really just gives it an extra little flavor, so go give it a shot. Uh, hit us up if you don't know where to go to get it, and we will put you in touch with those people, and they will send you some in the mail if need be. But uh, yeah, definitely, I, can't, let's, I can't tell y'all how, how it is because I've never had it. I can tell you <laughs> from the reviews, it's pretty that I hear it's good. I just haven't tried it. I'm gonna bring it to you. Chill out. I gotta come pick me up some holy garlic. I gotta come pay you and give you and pick up stuff from Ed stuff. So I will bring it. Or if you come over to the house before then, hey, say hey, where's my dang rub? Mm-hmm. Well, if you, you come go. over, you can take this. Oh, this thing over here and take it to your boy. I I, 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 I gotta take it to him. Never mind, because he wants to take a picture or whatever he's got. I don't know. Ed takes some good pictures. Ed Ross, <laughs> follow him on Facebook. He he cooks, and it really went to a good. I might. It was down to a couple people. He came up as a winner on one. Johnny Mags came up on a winner on another, and I think uh, Leonard Love or something came up as a winner as a different one. So it was like, and I told Randy, I said, him, "How do we pick a winner?" And he's like, I'm getting different people too. He's he came up with the idea. We thought it would be the fair because nobody was really close. Nobody was even in the ballpark. Johnny Mags and I had 21 point Georgia winning by, and it was by 58 or whatever it was. Um, they should have never been in the playoff, but that's a different topic for a different day. But uh, 
Yeah, like I told Derek. No, oh, yeah, they they deserve to be in the playoffs. They honestly the they messed up when they didn't put Georgia versus TCU the very first game. We'll get into that on outside the pit because I got some topics on that. We're gonna get into that, but yeah, you're right about it. They they should have dropped in the floor, and made it right off the bat. Uh, I give you that. Um, let's get into it inside the pit where we talk about things that all go inside of the pit. This week's question we will ask to Randy. What was the first thing you grilled or smoked? I got it right this time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Grilled or smoked in 2023? Randy, what was the first thing you did? Well, we already talked about at the beginning of the episode. Just say it again. See, that's much you pay attention, folks. I don't pay attention to you. I'm your big brother. I don't pay attention. I'm old. I'm 42 years old. I'm an old fucking man. I'm the drinking Crown Royal. You think I'm drinking Crown Royal Reserve? You think? Look, I finished the bottle. Yeah, you think I don't remember what you said? It was. It was that much, folks. It was. It, was it probably was. It was about to right here. This line. I can see me back. He, he lying. It was. Uh, it was only two yeah, steaks, and then I cooked some uh, ribs. Is what I cooked up. Um, that's it. You cooked up anything? Steak. That's it. I Steak. bought some ribs. We went to uh, H-E-B, bought some ribs. I wanted to buy a brisket. They had the briskets. I think I ran they were I, The ones I saw were anywhere between $49 to $55. Uh, I thought that was a great deal. So it's like, I got to get these. Actually, because I know he'll be listening, I actually thought of Johnny Mags when I was in there. I was like, man, he could probably use some of these. But the cost to get it over there to dry it, put the thing might cost me a little bit more, but it might be worth it. So uh, hit me up, Johnny Mag. Maybe we'll come up with something to get you some because I know they got no HEB up there. That's a Texas thing. Uh, but I didn't have freezer room. Looking for a new free uh, refrigerator for the garage that has a freezer in the thing uh, where I can put cold beer in one, maybe some alcohol for get it cold. And then I have a freezer so that I can put some briskets and stuff because, like I said, that is on my to-do list soon on my to-do list to cook another brisket. But that's all I have. I mean, I really haven't done anything. But I asked it to our three favorite groups, the Texas Stream, McBarbecue, Uncle Steve's Shake Nation, and, of course, the New England Pitmasters group. Answers will be coming in throughout the night for a while because this has been uh, a very popular one. As well, one uh, let's start with the first one. Texas Extreme Barbecue said uh, one of them said fajitas, sausage, bacon wrap, chicken breast. Fajitas has been a very popular one. Uh, there, actually, I take that back. I made a steak, but I did a skirt steak. It was the first thing I actually grilled in 2023. I wanted to do fajitas myself. It came out good. It came out chewy. Uh, potentially didn't let it rest enough is what I'm thinking or didn't cut it right. Uh, or just was a cut tough cut of meat because it was, there wasn't a lot left at the HEB when I went. Uh, one said he did, looks like uh, prime rib. One did, ribs has been a very popular answer throughout it. Uh, one said ribs, New Year's Eve, and now 223. So the next day he did a reverse sear with some T-bone steaks. Pretty good. Uh, one said very simple on uh, Uncle Steve Shake Nation was just hot dogs, rib roast. One did a brisket, 
average. You can't go wrong with that. That's a brisket's good. Uh, Tri-tip was another answer that was thrown out there. Grilled pork chops uh, and smoked standing rib roast. Um, and then again, uh, on the New England pit masters, one said he did beef jerky. He made jerky out of it. Uh, ribs, pulled pork uh, was another one. Venison tips, got him a deer, cut him some venison up on the thing. Uh, and one said, sadly, because of the weather, he hasn't done it. Uh, Scott Gideon gets the winner, winter chicken dinner. He did some ribs. He was the first one to respond. Uh, they looked delicious uh, right there. Great pullback from the bone on it. Uh, and he was in that group. So uh, wide variety of it. Ribs seem to be the easy go-to answer on it what do you think is ribs probably the i mean other than fajitas you can't go wrong with fajitas but other than fajitas steaks ribs probably that easiest go-to to do in your estimation your eyes uh i mean yeah depending on you know what everyone listed yeah i think it would be easier to get the Knowledge of your pit. If you can do ribs and you can get the, the thing on it, I think then that you'll have a good foundation of it. And I think cooking ribs multiple times on the on the Weber kettle uh, will help with the brisket uh, pork. But like I said, it's just going to be a matter of really set it there in the middle. Forget about it for a little bit. Go check on it every hour, the temperature and stuff like that. So. Uh, well, well, you know, but I think ribs to me is like one of those I plan on cooking it one day during work, firing it up, get it seasoned in the first thing in the morning, fire it up, and then just I can go out there every 30 minutes or so and check on it, uh, and then I'll be okay. Because like Randy says, I, I really don't do nothing at work. <laughs> one day I will have to go back to the office. I still work from home, people. One day I will have to go back to the office. And I won't be able to do this. I won't be able to share this thing, this love. But uh, hmm. we'll see. Things will get a little interesting. Fire, uh, softball season. I'm coaching a softball team again. That fires up. Uh, try out to next week. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for those kids. Pray for that. Boy, you better pray. You better hope we have at least a pitcher and catcher. We want no team. Look for Big Selena's Barbecue to do a little sponsoring. Hey, if y'all lose, that's on the coach. We're going to have to fire you. Coaches lose. Let's, let me say it right now. Y'all can call me out if we don't win a game. Coaches lose. Players win. Period. If we lose every game, it's on me. We may not. Hmm. Our best catcher suffering is recovering from an ACL injury. Our best pitcher left and moved to Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we walk about some new people here. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'll let y'all know. Definitely keep you updated on that. But uh, as far as like inside the pit, you know, we've been talking about it around what we want to cook, what we want to do. Um on it is the pig something literally like if I was to say, Hey, I'm gonna go buy the pig, would you cook it? I mean, I don't really want to spin out, stand outside and cook, cook it. I don't know why you're so infatuated with wanting to cook it. Uh, because we have a pig as our logo, so he looks a lot like you, to be honest. You look like a pig. Hey, I'm slimming down, baby. I'm 
I got a little cold this winter. Normally, I don't get cold in the winter time. I need to start fattening back up. You look slim until you turn sideways. You're like, oh, look at that beer gut. Yeah. You got there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, like I said, eventually we'll, we'll do it. I'm not really kind of worried about it. Uh, it's not It's not on my mind. It's on your mind more than anything else. You've got to have a special occasion to kind of do it, in my opinion. I think, honestly, one thing I would love. Let's just do it on a Saturday. I think one thing I would love for us to cook would be a prime rib, uh, something we haven't done. Um, We would love to do it. I think I saw something on TikTok on it that somebody said you can go get you a prime rib, which is the same thing as basically uh, rib, prime rib steak, and just cut it up yourself, and it's cheaper. So uh, maybe something I do here, we look into it. But uh, I think a prime rib might be something we do uh, this coming up here for sure. Uh, So like I said, if you are watching us, listening to us, go check us out on YouTube so you can see our reactions. You can see our things on it. Subscribe, like, hit that notification because if we do do things, we're going to go live with it. This year, I do want to go live with a lot of different things. Contests that you may have to be on YouTube for. Radio may run one that you got to be a friend on him on TikTok. So go follow him on TikTok. Go follow uh, him, uh, Big Selena's Barbecue on YouTube, Facebook, because that's where the, the contests are going to be. I want to do more of them, not just the national championship game, but I want to do more of them this year. Uh, have some fun with it. Uh, Chelsea did not like the fact that I was having to pay for potentially shipping. Luckily, Ed lives five minutes away. It might be next January when he gets his two rubs or his sauce and rub or whatever. Uh, he left it as my pick, so I may not ever pick. And never pay it. No, I would pay it. Uh, but we'll we'll take pictures of what I give him here. We'll. Uh, I've already got an idea on it as well. So, but uh, what else you got for inside the pit? Any questions you got for me? Anything you want to ask? Because you got a Weber kettle now. You joined the group. You joined the family. No, I mean I picked a lot of it up from TikToks. I mean, <laughs> the barbecue <laughs> president. Yeah. No, I mean. Uh... Literally. There's no question. I mean, you just you just gotta cook on it to learn it. That's pretty much it. I mean, there's no, it's just another grill. You just have to light it and play around with it to get to where you want. Um, certainly, it's not depending on uh, how you set up the fire. It may not be evenly heat all the way through. Um, I know with the B and B lump, uh, just kind of just laying everything there on one side, lighting it from one end over. Uh, I try to run it about two fifty for those res, but it burned probably about three hundred um, all the way through, which wasn't bad. Uh, still cooked in probably about four hours. Um, it's turned out pretty good. Nice, um, nice. Because like I said, just just gotta play around with it and and see. Um, Definitely no pit, no matter what you have, is something you're going to be scared of. You just got to light it and go with it and see what see how it handles. Uh-huh. Only way to do it. Only way to learn is to do it. And that's why, like I said, I want the only way I'm going to get over this Achilles heels that known as chicken is to do it. And I don't know what it is. It's only like chicken breast that, for whatever reason, are my Achilles heel. Because I think in my mind, I'm so afraid it's going to dry out. 
I don't want my father-in-law's chicken. He doesn't listen. I'm okay. I don't want my father-in-law's dry ass chicken. Hmm. I want juicy chicken. You have spoiled me to where I get juicy chicken, and that's what I want. And I left it out a little bit later. It was okay. Uh, this last time when we did the fajitas, we did the chicken breast, cut it up, and, and uh, did that way. But um, I think that's my biggest thing. When it's thinner, it's easy. When you get those thick pieces, it's a little challenging for me. Maybe I need to probe it a little bit more, do something uh, from there. But like I said, I've got, I'm learning as I go with this grill, what you can, what you can't do. Steaks, I'm getting down, uh, working on that reverse here to get those grill marks. Uh, Randy seems to have that down. Pat, I'm ready for him to yeah, do a steak just have competition. To get it, you have to kind of get it screaming hot. Uh, that's where when you go to the reverse here, um, depending on how hot you have the fire. So if you have it at 300, um, you basically have to open up the bottom um, and leave the lid open for a little bit and let that fire just go get hot real, real, real hot. Because um, you want the grates to be kind of about 500 degrees um, to sear to get those good black marks. Um, and then once you get them set, it's really just kind of a minute, minute and a half um on both sides um so this is kind of depending on the way to kind of look at it if you go um at a 45 degree angle one way and then you turn it and go the 45 degree the the other way um or i can go up and you know north south and then go east west um and then flip it and do the same thing um so i mean it's not hard you just have to get those grates Screaming hot, so you can play around with it and get it. Uh, definitely does take practice, and if you don't get those grates, you know, about 500 degrees, it's not going to come out right. Uh, if you get it too hot, um, then you run the risk of burning everything. So definitely just have to get it to that right temperature. Absolutely. Not too hard. Not too hard, yeah. It's really not, and... and uh, one thing I've learned with it as you're talking inside the pit that you I knew with you already, uh, but you learn it when you're on you're doing it on your own and you don't have somebody else to kind of fall back on is that wind. It's trying to move. I've moved the grill in a different position to where it can block the wind a little bit, uh, so I'm not getting too much of that wind flow when it is super windy. Um, I'm getting just the right amount. Uh, I think this last time I cooked these steaks, I had the bottom of this Weber kettle wide open, a little bit, just barely, a little cracked. I think it smoked right around 300 for 325, three, I'd say 315, 325, to be honest. Um, like I said, I had the probes in and it just steady climbed up. I got to sit back, drink, drink some cold beer, flip it, flipped one, forgot to flip the other one, my bad. So that's why there was a bottom thin red pink was on one side on the bottom, but just, it, was, it was the weirdest looking dash. I didn't take a picture of it for that reason because I can have deniability, but um, it's a learning experience. Like I said, I want to use them. I want to learn all the tools that I have. Definitely use them. Uh, what your tools you have, definitely share any tips, tricks that you have. We'll share them with you. Uh, if you have questions, ask us. We'll answer it because we're learning as we go. Uh, for sure, like I was answering, uh, I meant to I tell you about this. Uh, since we're talking inside the pit, I can tell you about it. Larry, uh, Chelsea's grandpa, 
Oh, Larry. Dad, oh, Larry. Great, great individual. You'd never see. He would give you the shirt off his back uh, if it would to make you happy and, and make you fit in. Uh, so he's a great individual. He cooked some brisket uh, on Christmas Day. Christmas Day, he cooked it. And he was worried about letting it rest, and they thought they were letting it rest too long. And I said, Larry, you'd be proud of me. I said, put it in a towel. You should have just put it in a towel. You could have set it in a cooler. You have a cooler out there, an old styrofoam cooler or another one. Set it in this towel, an old towel that you're already in the garage towel anyway. You've got it wrapped. He had it wrapped in foil. I I was talking to him about using butcher paper. He had it wrapped in foil. No problem. No big deal. I said, and let it sit out there till you're ready to cut it. It'll be warm. I promise you. And he goes, yeah. And then, so he cut into it early for whatever reason, then tried to make it rest, then tried to stick it in the oven, come out a little dry. Still was pretty good, but it came out a little dry. Um, and, and I was telling him about this and he goes, yeah, I should have done that. I said, just let it rest. I said, that's one thing I told him. I seen Randy do it. He'll let it rest eight hours five hours in a competition. That's the first thing he starts early in the morning. So that thing's resting. I said, there have been a competition. I remember getting up. What about the brisket? It's already resting. It was eight o'clock in the morning. You dude had it resting for three o'clock turn it because it just happened to cook. He couldn't, could, you know? And so he goes, all right. And that's what I told him. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell him again, as I get, when I see him again, because he's, he's really wanted to get the brisket down on a green egg. He said he cooked it, finally got it so he could cook it a normal time instead of four hours. He was knocking them out four hours. The temperature would be so high in those big green eggs uh, because he drank it up to 500 degrees yeah, and then bring it down. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. working that way. That ceramic don't work that way. So, uh, that and I had talked to hot and hot. Yeah, it's and I talked to Johnny Mags about it. I talked to Johnny Mags. He told me one day he seen people, he's heard of people doing a brisket in two hours. And the mm -hmm. green big head, they just throw it hot, hot and super duper fast, hitting that nice button uh, on it. But uh, it, it came out good. He was he was happy, and I told him he was asking for things. He was breaking my brain about it, and I was telling him what I would do. I said the biggest part about the brisket is to make it rest. Um, you wanted at least, I think when I cooked the brisket, it rested twenty minutes. I was ready to cook. I was ready to try it out. I needed to cook it earlier so I could at least rest it. I think, and this is just my opinion, Randy, correct me if I'm wrong, at the minimum needs to be an hour. Yeah, you want at least a minimum of an hour um, if you're in that big of a hurry. Um, and the reason Almost why I say you at, least, um, at least an hour is because the competition, when, when we hit that first place brisket call, it rested I want to say at least a maximum of an hour. It didn't go longer than an hour because I, I was fresh for time um, and needed to rest a little bit. And you know what? And hey, it worked. Um, but yeah, definitely at least an hour. Um, normally, what I do um, and what I always try to tell people is you can see it on TikTok. People just kind of take it off a brisket, you know, foil. Butcher paper, doesn't matter. They wrap it in a towel, throw it in the cooler. And I will tell you, don't do that. Stop doing that. Because um, you run the risk of overcooking it while it's in the cooler. Um, allow that meat 
to sit on the counter for at least an hour, then wrap it in a towel, put it in the cooler. What that does is it stops the cooking process. If you take a brisket that's 200 and let's say 203, right? Put it in the hot cooler. That temperature is going to stay at 200 and it's going to climb up. So if you see some people on TikTok where they slice it in and it's kind of falling apart, that's the reason why. So what I do, cooking briskets, briskets come out and stay on the counter. Sometimes what I'll do now is if I'm cooking multiple briskets, throw them in the camera or you can put them in the cooler and just allow that lid to be open. Just leave it wide open for an hour, come back, close it, and then they're good to go. So definitely leave it, allow it to rest in the, on a, you know, out, out in the open for an hour. If you're using foil, open up that foil, just allow that air to kind of vent and come out. Then you can wrap it back, put in, wrap it in a towel, throw it in the cooler, good to go. You don't have to, you, know, you don't worry, have to worry about it being overcooked, uh, falling apart. Uh, the longer a brisket rests, the better it is because it does soak up more moisture back in, in there. Right. And if you're cooking a choice uh, or select brisket, you are going to want as much moisture back into that brisket as you want. Um, yeah. Let me ask because you. If you want to reheat brisket, another thing, if you want to reheat brisket, like on Larry's instance where he sliced it and then let it rest, put you some butter. You know, I use the parquet spray butter, spray it over top, throw it in there, and that's kind of adds a little moisture to it. Kind of helps it out a little bit. Just, just a tip. Now, Kirio, what were you going to ask? Two things. One, I was on me, but two things. One, I need my own house so I can smoke a cigar when I do this, so I can be cool like Johnny Mags. Two, what if you, I know everybody hits that stall, 190, 190, whatever, and you're like, the bark looks good, it's tender, to, you know, I've seen people, they stick their probe, it's nice and tender, but they're not at that 200 mark. Could then you take it off, leave it in the butcher paper, stick it in the, the wrap, stick it in your paper towel, uh, your paper towel, your <laughs> towel, stick it in the cooler and then let it finish to get to 200. Because you know what? You're right. It's going to yeah, continue to yeah. cook. It don't It don't have to be at 200. 200 is just a kind of a best guess. What I've kind of told people is 190 to 205 is where it's going to finish. If you're cooking competition style brisket, about 200 to 215, um, depending on the brisket. And some people kind of, if you're cooking a Wagyu brisket, sometimes it can play tricks on you and it may be 210 instead of 205. So you're going to have to, you got to go by feel on it. Um, so it's kind of depending when, because sometimes they're going to hit kind of two stalls depending on when you wrap it. Um, stall typically hits about 160. Uh depending on, you know, how slow you're cooking. Um, and then when you wrap, sometimes it'll kind of stall out on you for a little bit, and then it'll climb up. Um, but what I do is I just kind of let it – I allow that bark to set. So probably about 180, 185 is when um, I'll wrap it. But you just kind of want – whenever you achieve the bark you want, then you can wrap. Then I would say wrap it. But, you know, if you want it darker – 
that you know that kind of black darker then just leave it you can just leave it out um there's nothing wrong with it being left out longer i mean i've cooked some briskets you know unwrapped before and then just wrap them at the you know when i go to put them in the cooler yeah and they come out pretty good um but yeah nothing wrong with it definitely like i said you know just kind of um wrap it when you get you get wrap it when you achieve the bark that you want um there you go because it's technically done isn't it done at 160 or whatever when you first go to wrap it i'm not tripping on the time i'm not you're tripping um about 160, I think. I want to say that's when you've achieved all the smoke it's going to get, in my opinion. Um, so at that point, what you're doing is you're just letting the bark develop more. You're letting it um, get darker um, and finishing that cook process, and then you're letting that fat content inside of it render out. Um, and you can kind of like if you ever, when you cook your next brisket, look at that fat seam. Sometimes that fat seam, when it starts turning like a goldish color, that's when you know it's about time to wrap. Um, and then when I cook a brisket next, I'll try to point that out on a video for people. Um, don't tell me what to do. Uh, but that's another reason right there to like, subscribe, share. Go to the thing because, like I said, we're going to offer these tips. And, again, these tips are just our opinions, our tips. They're not set in stone, do it this way, or or else you've accomplished something. If you, you want to do it, you want to spritz it, you want to do it however you want to do it, do it how you weigh because at the end of the day, you're paying the money for that food. We are not. Uh, if I'm paying the money for it, I want to try to cook it my way, the way I would like to, because I spent them harder money on it. Same with Randy. If Randy's buying the brisket, says, hey, I'm cooking a brisket. Like, for example, he cooked the ribs. I can't go, hey, Randy, I want you to cook the ribs this way. He's like, I pay for these ribs. I'm going to cook it my way. You do it your way. When you cook it, and I'll come and eat it. But he always takes over when he comes over to the house, so I don't have to worry about it, so. Just because you don't you don't show up until it's time to eat. That's kind of my to help out. That's kind of my reasoning to do. No, next time I'm cooking brisket, I'm gonna. My problem with the brisket is I decided I was gonna start in the morning and try to have it ready by a certain time. I know now I need to start that night, the night before, so I can keep it low. I can keep it slow. I can go and rest for a little while. Especially with this Weber kettle, especially with doing the snake method, it's not going to lose fire. That is not. I've done it and I've left one going and it's burned for 10 hours and I've been cooking done with six hours, seven hour cooked. And it's still going. I have to cut the, the, the air off and move the coals that ain't burnt, so I save them. So I know now it's going to cook. I just got to maintain my temperature, put my probes right, good to go uh, from there. But like I said, I know now to start the before so that way I can let it rest and invite people over when they're supposed to come over. We cut it up. We eat. We drink. We have a good time. We cheer on uh, my, on Saturday would be my college football team because we know how to win our bowl games, unlike you. Uh, that's because our players decided they were wanted to go to the NFL draft. So the state players uh, – 
we don't know where they're at. That's what happened. Um, but we're going to jump right into the last segment uh, outside of the pit. We were talking about everything outside the barbecue pit. Uh, we did a diddle, do a little bit of talking before um, the beginning of the episode about you know the national championship game, um, college football playoffs, all that kind of stuff. Um, definitely the the semifinals were both two amazing close games. You know Georgia Ohio State and then Michigan TCU both two amazing games and then uh, national championship game. Um, TCU just got put down. Uh, Georgia just basically just had their way, did whatever they wanted to do. Um, so shout out to Georgia for going back to back um, and looking like the next football dynasty. Uh, probably going to be in the college football playoffs next year because their schedule is not that tough. Uh, but we will see what happens next year. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, college football playoffs everywhere. Um, definitely it's going to be some interesting to see what happens with Texas. You know, if they're going to go with um, Archie Manning or if they're going to stay with Quinn Ewers. Um, we'll see what happens there. Definitely there will be a quarterback um, shootout to try to get first string. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, and then, of course, you had Deion Sanders go to Colorado. He's got some good recruits. So we definitely keep an eye out on Colorado and the Pac-12. Um, yeah, and then of course, you had we have some NFL football. Dallas Cowboys decided they wanted to go to Washington and not show up, they just want to go through the motions. Um, and hey, we end up going to have to play Tampa Bay on Monday night. Definitely, everyone is going to say Dallas Cowboys are going to lose. Um, we will, we will see about that. Uh, I think definitely Monday night's going to be a close game. Um, I got high hopes for the Dallas Cowboys. I still think they can um, – they still have a shot at winning it all. Uh, I mean, because the quarterbacks here in the NFC is not very talented, I would say. Um, outside of Tom Brady, there's not very much um, experience there. I mean, Brock Purdy, you know, they got the number two seed. Uh, great defense, but what can you do? Number one seed, um, Jalen Hurts. You know, is he still hurting? Um, from what I've heard, you know, he is sore. He is hurt. There is more to that situation than there are leading on. So that's going to be something to keep an eye out on. Um, Tom Brady's forty-five, so definitely can he continue to do it? Um, we all know he's undefeated against the Dallas Cowboys, but every dog has their day. And I think Monday night, Dak Prescott is going to be the first quarterback. Dallas Cowboys to beat Tom Brady. That's my opinion. Uh, and then, of course, Junior's other team, Jacksonville. My other team. Yes, we have it on one of these episodes where you said you were going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. Prove. I want you to pull the tape on that. We have it. I'm going to go. When did I say that? I want you to go through all the episodes. Listeners, y'all are more than welcome to help them. When did I say I was going to be a Jacksonville fan? I don't Ooh. recall that. When did I 
said, I know my wife for whatever reason wants to be a right freaking after last Dolphins season fan. When they lost the, to the 49ers that very next episode. You said, oh, yeah, you're right. You know what? You are right. I did say that. I, hey, my, I got two teams. I'm like Chris Bustos. I got a handful of teams. I have two teams. All in the playoffs. I'm going to cheer for whoever wins because that's what I do. I cheer yep. for them all. I make up excuses to cheer for more teams. Uh, no, but I think you're right. Cowboys, hopefully I mean, they got all that out of their system for it, let's be real. It, but here's the thing, though. I'm gonna, I've got some hope. I did not have much hope. I will be the first to admit it. But today I got hope because all pro selection came out. Who makes the all pro? It's not like the, the pro bowl where they select their guys and then, well, he's not going to go because he's in the Super Bowl, so then they name somebody else, or he's not going to go because he's not going to name, and then they end up picking 85,000 people, and they're all called Pro Bowlers, because once you're called a Pro Bowler, you're always called a Pro Bowler. Um, They did not select Micah Parsons for the All-Pro team, and Micah said, Fuck the all pro list. I'm here for something else. So you just pissed off the person we wanted you to piss off. I thank you, NFL. I really do. Because you just helped. I yeah, think you may have given us a little edge. You just gave him purpose. You just gave him purpose to do that. And I think that's what's going to be the difference. Um, they're going to have to get to Tom Brady. They don't run the ball very well, but uh, we don't want them to start running the ball very well. Um for sure, and and yes, I get it. I can't, I joked with you about Texas. Texas, none of their running backs played, so I did not think for one second y'all were going to win that game. We were in a stupid cheese it bowl, which was a cheese it bowl playing six and six Oklahoma. They need to make these bowl games harder for people to get into. Uh, but I did want to ask you this because our buddy old pal, I'm not going to say his name on TikTok. You know who I'm talking about. Loves to run his mouth that if you beat this team, you're better than this team. Trying to convince the world that LSU should have would have been in the, the, the playoff if they would have beaten Texas AM and if they would have beaten Alabama. No, he, they no, should he, have, no Georgia. He, sorry. Yeah, he, no, Georgia. His exact words were they beat AM there in the college football playoffs. Correct. No matter what. As I still think they would have had to beat Georgia. Yes, they would have had to beat Georgia in order to get in. Um, and that's what I was trying to tell him is yeah, that's right. One, there's only been, three there's never been any college football team that's ever won a national championship with three losses. Never. Not even never. His, here's the funny there's thing about only it. been a handful of teams that won it, like maybe two or three. You signed off on it and he kept looking it up and he was looking it up and I looked it up in 2019, whatever they won this, they won this in 2013 or whatever he said it was. They only lost two games and won the national championship game. Even when there wasn't a playoff, they were in the national championship. And you look it up and you go to the stat sheet and it'll say national championship game. Because the winner of that game was going to be the national champion. We're not talking when they used to vote for a national championship. We're talking when nobody's ever done it with three losses. And if they would have beaten 
AM and Georgia, I absolutely I would have had no problem with two losses. Even then, they would have only had two losses, giving them a shot to get in. Yeah, if they would have beat AM and beat Georgia, you would have saw uh, it very well would have been Michigan at number one because they were undefeated. You would have saw then LSU and probably um, TCU and then LSU at number four. Um, that would have been the top four. He had it in his mind that it would have been LSU, Georgia, Alabama, and then Michigan as the college football playoffs. Three three teams would have got in for SEC, and, and that, that won't happen. Um, that will happen prob- probably when it comes to the 12-team 12, 12 playoff for sure, um, but that wouldn't have happened this year. There's no way, um, which is kind of what I was, you know, saying earlier. Is when TCU lost against Kansas State, they should have dropped them to number four, so that way you got the whole Michigan and Ohio State rematch, and then you had Georgia versus TCU right off the bat, because um, that way, if hey, if TCU belonged, if they competed against Georgia that game. You would have had it, and you could have said, "Hey, yeah, they they belong here, no matter what." Now, with them, well, even how it is, when they got beat sixty-five to seven, you have teams. Well, see, that's what that's why they didn't belong. They didn't belong there. And they did not. They had to the last game. They only won, they only lost once. They they did deserve to get in, as much as I don't want like it, but they did deserve to get in there. But when you have a running quarterback and your whole offense runs. Through him, like you know, TCU, and guess what? The Eagles, when you stop that quarterback and you force him to throw it, sometimes those quarterbacks can't beat you. And that's exactly what Georgia did. They forced him to have to throw the ball, couldn't do it early, and you saw that points just add up, add up, add up, add up. And at that point, game's over. What can he do? And I think that's. The other quarterback, Georgia quarterback goes good. And he's old enough to be good, but uh, that's here nor there. But uh, they look good. They did good, good job. I mean, you got to give it to Georgia. They did a really good job. Uh, I don't think TCU deserved to be in, even with their one loss. It's just me. I'm not – TCU had a great season. They did good, but um, the Big 12 was not the Big 12. Uh, it was not tough. I give the coach a lot of credit because the coach said, "Hey, you know, we don't get a cupcake team in week tw- in in this week or that week. We get we had Texas, you know, the week Alabama or Georgia's played somebody soft. They did it. But here's the problem I have with that that statement that I was telling uh, my father in law, Chelsea's dad." They scheduled the, they put the schedule for whatever reason. The Big 12 decides they want all their non conference games at the beginning. Mix that stuff up. Alabama does. So we can have an easy game down the road. Texas should schedule ULM or New Mexico State or, you know, Princeton High School down the road. Don't schedule them right off the bat. You schedule one right off the bat, get your confidence up. Then let's start beating some teams we're supposed to beat. 
in in our conference, and then we'll schedule some non-conference games out the way. Um, the SEC scheduling does it right. I don't know if each school has their own way of doing it or it's it's that. But here's the funny thing about the schedules is they're done three, four years in advance. Yep. You know, so that's why. Sometimes they're uh, done longer. Sometimes they're longer. Like I know Texas back in what, 2010, 2012, said a couple years ago they were going to – back then they said they were going to play Notre Dame. Home and home, and they did. Yeah, and then they played Ohio State. And then they played Ohio Florida. State, and it's all uh, those big games are all scheduled. Uh, those big games are all scheduled years and years and years in advance. They're not yeah. just like high school where they meet in the off season every two years and sched- make their schedule. Yeah, we'll see. What they did it as money for money wise, and then they did it also for um, to kind of help them as well. Because uh, if you lose, you know, say to Alabama, or if you lose to LSU, um, you know, whoever that's considered really, really good, um, top 10, top 15 program, that looks a lot better than losing to um, Appalachian State, um, you know. So that's the reason why they do it, you know, like, again, for money, biggest thing is for money, the majority of it. But then you're also doing it at the same time. For your program, because hey, what if you win that game? And you know, if you're if that team's ranked two or three and you're ranked 20, then it's going to vault you to the top. That's going to help you at the end of the year because your resume now looks better. Um, a loss to a number five team looks better than losing to a non non you know competitive team. Um, again, like Appalachian State, you know, some you know SMU, whoever it is. Um, losing to those schools look worse, you know, at that point. Um, a lot of other teams, as you know, I just want to pay. We're just going to beat whoever we can beat, um, warm up for the conference games, and we're just going to run through the conference, and then whatever happens, happens, which is great, you know, which is why a lot of people said Ohio State didn't deserve to get in because they didn't play nobody. You lose to Michigan, that's the only team you played that's worth anything. Um, you know, uh, that kind of hurts you if you don't play nobody. But if you play somebody good and you lose, um, you know, close game, big, whatever, that looks better than losing, you know, uh, a close game to, you know, Princeton High School, for example, um, what we say. You know, that's the reason why Texas does that. Uh, and a lot of these other, like I said, a lot of these other schools as well. Um, Oklahoma did it for a little bit. Florida State does it with LSU this year. Um, take a look at Notre Dame. Notre Dame, they don't have a conference. They have to run through these teams that they're beating, um, you know, in order to even get consideration into uh, the college football playoffs. So, uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Like I said, uh, definitely it's going to be interesting to see what Texas does with their new recruits. Uh, especially at the quarterback position, um, and we'll see what happens. Um, definitely, I could see Manning being the number one quarterback, but I can also see him just being redshirted and going from there. So, uh, and who knows? Maybe one day we'll get that Texas and Florida State matchup. Uh, it won't be the national. It won't be for the college football playoffs because Florida State ain't getting there anytime soon. 
We gonna be there next year. Okay, you wanna go ahead and say it? Go ahead and say it. Checkmate. Checkmate. Florida State I mean, will be there. We'll be in the playoff. I'm not saying we're gonna be in the national championship game, but we got a good. We got a quarterback coming. Our quarterback's coming back. A bunch of the other lines coming back. A bunch of players are coming back um, to play. We have young receiving core. We we recruiting real well. Uh, I'm not saying like he does. We're getting into portal. We're getting into portal for him. Everything's around the transfer portal when it works in his favor. But if Texas gets somebody or this and that, he's quick to point out. Well, look, they're going to shut down the portal. They're going to shut down this. You're not going to be able to get this. You know, your team not going to be able to get it neither, dude. Yep. Uh, that's what he always fails to realize. And my biggest thing is like you called me out. You said, "Hey, you were a Jacksonville fan. You said you were." Uh, and there you go. There you have it. Um, you call hey, me out. They, to it. You, had, you you were in a win-win situation that game when they beat when they beat the they beat the Cowboys, <laughs> didn't they? Go Jaguars! Oh no, but uh, uh, they uh, it is you know, and then that's it. That's my biggest thing with him is he doesn't admit when he's wrong. He he picked predicted TCU by twenty one, and then people started calling him out on it, and he backtracked. When did I say that? I never said that. You, He took down, of course, after he said that, he took down the video where he said it. Yep. He's quick to do that. If you ever notice some of these people, they're quick to take down their videos when they're wrong. We're not going to if we're wrong, we're wrong, period. Uh, you correct us, you correct us, uh, and there you go. But that's all I got. Go uh, Cowboys, yeah, Monday night. Yeah, before we'll we end it, uh, got two questions for you. Question one, who wins that Monday night game? Uh, and by how much? Dallas wins. Dallas wins 24 to 20. 24 to 20? 24 to 20. I would say Dallas wins 24 to 21. They went by Maher. 62-yard field goal. <laughs> You're calling the field goal. Wow. Field goal. And I watched that happen. Oh, my God. I should go ahead and place bets on that. If you if you near <laughs> Vegas, go ahead and place that bet. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll take we'll take part of that. 24-21. 62-yard field goal. What if he hits a 61-yarder? Then you lose? Hey, right. it still counts. No, you said sixty-two. Yeah. You you're very specific. I tell hey, we'll give him push him back a yard. Give him that extra yard. <laughs> I got it. Believe it or not, I think they're tied 17-17. Dak goes down, gets them to twenty-four. Uh they get up by seven. Tampa Bay drives. They only kick him to a field goal. Dallas gets the ball back late, never gives it back, wins the ball game. Twenty-four. Oh, yeah, you know that ain't gonna happen. You know damn what? Well, Dad gonna throw, but Dad gonna throw at least one. More, more than likely, you're gonna throw a pick in the game. Um, That's seven points. I'm okay. He's throwing a pick six in that game. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Question number two: Out of the NFC or AFC games, what would be your surprise team to win? If you would have to pick a team, you know, I'd say I'm going out on a limb. This is a team I would say that's going to shock, shock them. What team is it? Like to win it all or just win this week? Just to win that game in advance. 
I would go with Seattle beating San Francisco. Would completely shock me. Because San Francisco is hot and rolling. Um, they're doing their thing. I've got the Giants will beat Minnesota. So we get a pass on that um, from playing that. So we would, if, if that, my scenario, saying, what you're just saying in my you're head, saying Seattle beats versus New York in Arlington. In Arlington. Winner goes to play. Yeah. Potentially the Eagles in it, but I think Seattle. But you're just telling me, do I think it will happen? Probably not. But I I see the Giants upsetting Minnesota. Minnesota's suspect. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, they avenged that loss. It was a close loss that they had. They avenged that loss. Uh, but Seattle, they're running a little hot. If they can go in, beat. The 49ers who are red hot with their their third string quarterback. They believe in him. It's Brock Purdy. It's this and that. If they pull that upset, which could happen, it's a different story when it's the playoffs on the line. Yep. How many times? And I love I'm you're not gonna find a bigger Romo fan than me, than his wife. It's his wife, and then it's me. Look, let Period. me tell you how, let me tell you how he this is in the playoffs. Okay, let me Hopefully. tell you how this is gonna set up before we go. Yeah, we talked about it several episodes ago. This may ring a bell to you here in a second. You know, I remember you remember saying that. Okay, Cowboys go to Tampa Bay and win. Seattle wins. New York wins. Therefore, then Cowboys are going to go to California, revenge that loss from last year, beating Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Then they're going to go to Lincoln Financial Field. And guess what? They're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in a blowout, and we're going to go to Super Bowl. Penciling in. That's that's what's going to happen. You know why I'm confident in that? Because Tom Brady, you know, 45 years old, they're not playing very good. And there is a team defensive-wise and offensive-wise that can scare the 49ers. It's the Dallas Cowboys. And when, when much as I hate to say it, but when Dak's on his game, He's tough to beat. Truly is. He's tough. He's tough to beat. And remember, I don't know. You didn't. You probably didn't listen to it, but the fan they list some stuff on there. Uh, they have Dak Prescott as the number eleventh rated quarterback going in the playoffs. So the amount of disrespect right now for Dak Prescott may be fueling his fire. I could be wrong. But that's 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 what I'm predicting. Thumbs up, thumbs down. See, I'll go with it. I would, hey, if they go into San Francisco and avenge that loss last year and knock them out of the playoff, that's that's great. Make it to the AFC Championship game. Now people automatically right there have to the shoot. NFC. They have to stop talking because how many times do we get it? We're, they're running their mouth about this and that, and then – uh they made they beat the Eagles, shut them fans up. All those videos on TikTok are done. And we go to the Super Bowl. Yep. Shit. You'll be at work. I ain't got to worry about it. Steven is will be crapping a brick. Uh, but like I've also told you this past Saturday, if the Cowboys lose, it's gonna be all they Dak wasn't Dak's not the answer. Mike McCarthy should be gone, blah, 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 blah. Right. 
Same thing that will happen if the Dallas Cowboys win and manage to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to say, oh, well, they beat a 45-year-old Tom Brady. Not very good no more. Team is horrible. You know, they beat a third-string backup, backup quarterback, Brock Purdy. And then they beat a banged-up Jalen Hurts. You know, quarterbacks weren't very good in the NFC. And it's just going to putting down the Dallas Cowboys saying, you know, they, they didn't deserve to get there. Um, so it's a lose-lose lose situation for the Cowboys, which is why I think, uh, to your point, Michael Parsons definitely is going to be uh, have to be the MVP for this playoffs for the Cowboys. Michael I think so, and I think he's – the Marcus Lawrence. He's fired up enough just to do it too because, yeah. like I said, they done pissed him off. That's good. Here's my question I'm going to ask you. I'm just coming across it. I meant to ask you earlier in this bit, and we'll get to things to wrap it up. Kellen Moore – Interviewing for the for the Carolina Panthers job, he can now have they're it. saying, "Listen, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on." I'm hearing a report just now, potentially could interview for a different job. Do you let him go to Carolina if Carolina's offered the job? Do you say you go ahead and leave halfway through the playoffs? Bye, Felicia. Uh, because I truly think, and people people are going back on this, and people are saying, well, Trey, get rid of him to Carolina. Get rid of him to this. Get rid of Dak. Get rid of that. Here's my problem that I have with Dak. Dak's never progressed. Dak, I truly believe, is at his cap with Kellen Moore. He needs somebody yeah. to come in that's an actual coach to him and not a teammate that he had when he came into the league. Dak's <laughs> like, I yeah. took your job. You ain't telling me what to do. There, like yeah. if he had somebody come in, you know, just that was a quarterback's coach, that an actual coach, I think he could progress a little bit. The and it, you know. best he's ever looked, I believe it, they said it was John Kittner was the quarterback coach. Um, Team wise, statistically, the best year, year they had was when Scott Linehan was the coach when they ran Romo's style offense um and so definitely i could see them letting kellen moore go definitely if he um i hope that he does get that offer and takes it um and it's not like a dan quinn situation when they say hey we're just going to give you more money um i think jerry and steven are looking at this offense and have to be wondering what is wrong with this offense how come they're not getting better every week, and they may be looking at Kellen Moore. So I think Jerry saying Mike McCarthy is not in the hot seat. I think that's correct. And I think it's looking he's looking at the offensive side of the ball and asking what is wrong with his offense. Um, you know, it's definitely, you know, with your point, yeah, Dak gets a new quarter, you know, quarterback coach, offensive coordinator in here, those type of mindset. Definitely could elevate elevate his game. Um, hopefully, we see that because we definitely we do want to see him progressing it better um, and shut some people up. Definitely shut us up uh, as being Dak haters and turn us into Dak lovers. Uh, but hey, you want to see about about, we all we all praise you. Shoot, I'll buy a Dak jersey and wear a Dak jersey. Um, he'll buy he'll, he'll wear it too. Over here. I wouldn't. I will not wear it to you. You're wearing, I want to wear it if you win the Super Bowl. 
If no, never. I, you will never, ever, 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 ever see me in a Dak jersey, shirt, mm-hmm. jersey, anything. I might wear a shirt that Chelsea bought me that has Prescott right here. That's about it. That's kind of tough as if it's a if it's the jersey. Style. But I haven't I worn it in so long. I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's we'll wrap, wrap things up. up. What you got? Final thoughts. Shut up. I'm trying to talk. Final thoughts, fool. Shit. Well, I tell you what, I need a new partner doing this. I need a new partner. I'm gonna go Maybe. ahead and trade to, to New England. So ship you over there with this weather. I will. I'll gladly go. Man, you need a new co-host. I'll go. I'll make that trade. Go for uh, it. Go up there. You <laughs> can be her co-host with Johnny Mags up there in that cold ass weather right now. They got up there. Shit. <laughs> hey, we'll smoke some cigars and drink. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're you know, hey, we're definitely gonna have a good twenty twenty three year. Uh, definitely, if you have anyone interested or uh, any ideas on who we should interview. Uh, let us know when we do the do the interviews. Uh, some of these segments will kind of take a backseat so we can do more interviewing, more talking um, with the guest. So definitely, if you have a guest in mind, let us know. Follow us on all the social media sites. Uh, give our stuff a try. Uh, let us know what you think. And, of course, go and order that new rub, that side chick rub, uh, which did release on Wednesday, 1-11. Uh, so go out there and get that as well, because you never know. You just might get hooked on big taste, big flavor, big Salinas. I'm going to turn it over to him so he can wrap it up and we can go. That's it right there. Go definitely check that out, BigSalinasBarbecue.com. Also there, there is a map of all the locations that we sell at, so that way you can find a location near you. Like I said, if you don't have one, let us know. We'll do all the legwork. We'll get try to get in that location and make life easier for you. That's part of our goals. How can we make easier for you? Uh, you want us to cook for you? Hey, we'll do it. Hot, cold, rainy, whatever. We got you. Uh, like I said, go try things. Try it twice. Don't just give up on it after the first time. Try it different the second time. If you need any help, hit us up, BigSalinasBarbecue.com or Randy Salinas on Facebook or Junior Salinas on Facebook as well, and we will be more than happy to help you. If we can't, we will find somebody that will. And remember, anytime you're out there, you're cooking, you're grilling, you're smoking, you're smoking a cigar, doing whatever it is you're doing, do it with love, do it with passion, and we will see you down the road.